1: plus Hello?
2: Thank you.
3: November seventeenth, two 2020, and welcome to episode number 912 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We of course will start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment, as our good friends at 411mania.com will be filmed. We'll be bringing out here to it to us tonight, uh, of course, backing up our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice. <clears throat> of course, that is a, a, of course as you know, King Ice is King and WO Gerard T. Smith and the Ice Man Jared D. Gerolamo. Uh, and also, ladies and gentlemen, tonight uh, our of course, our, a fellow a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer. Also another part of the team team that brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com. And also a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. <clears throat> he is, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, of course, we, we welcome him, of course, as he will also be bringing us our wrestling history and also some pop culture history and birthdays here tonight there as well. Also, ladies and gentlemen, now also joining us on the line here uh, is a a member of John Gross's sports and pro wrestling incorporated Facebook page. He is also of course a multiple time title holder in the trivia championship series. He is also the general manager of, of course, WCWS Fan Empire on Facebook. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, he's known as the man here with the golden voice. And, of course, we, all, we of course, always look forward to hearing him, of course, whenever he does talk. But, of course, also we also look forward to whenever he also sings. And sometimes he has sang a doozy. We do welcome also, of course, as we, as we get ready to introduce him, the soul man himself, Mr., of course, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, of course, also, also we welcome Justin as well to episode 912 of Revolutionary. Thank you. Yes, sir, indeed. If you have, if, of course, ladies and gentlemen, hope to have more posts popping on here, of course, a little bit later tonight. But if you care to chime in and join myself, John, and Justin on a big time discussion of everything going on here in the world of wrestling, please feel free to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is one six zero five five six two zero four 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 caller ID 138055 Pound and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything we have to talk about here tonight, which will will include, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to our news reviews and history and birthdays. We of course will also bring you our thoughts and opinions as to what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. Plus also let plus also ladies and gentlemen, we will start start gearing up here of course of what should be a very unique uh, uh, addition this year of Survivor Series. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we will continue to, of course, give you updates on both the final match and the NXT US Halloween Havoc Championship tournament. As well as, of course, the uh, Halloween Havoc Championship number one contender tournament currently going on right now, even as we speak. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get right to it. 9.09 p.m. Eastern Time here, of course, as we said, Tuesday, November 17, 2020. Let's get right into some wrestling news and views here coming to us here tonight. We do thank our friends, as always, at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WCWS radio network to bring, <clears throat> for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows Of course, including an addition right here to to Revolution. Also, don't forget, of course, uh, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, as well as, of course, uh, Power Hour and WCWS this morning, among others. Uh, Our first story of the evening here, ladies and gentlemen, comes to us uh, from Jeremy Thomas here. As, of course, you, you might remember her in WWE as Renee Young. Of course, her she's going by her real name now, Renee Paquette, is, is launching a new podcast. Hmm. Let's go ahead and bring you the story right here. As I said, Jeremy Thomas brings it here to us. The former Renee Young is moving into the podcasting world, announcing the launch of her own podcast series, Renee Paquette announced on Instagram on Tuesday that her new podcast Oral Sessions will premiere on November 24th. She posted the following: She says, "Woohoo! A brand spanking new podcast coming your way, Oral Sessions, and no, it's and and know it, it's not about." Uh, um, we, uh, I think some people may think it was about, but it's not what. That's not what it's about. It's about cool people having a great conversation, unfiltered and unscripted. There's a there's a trailer of the podcast right here on this page if you want to look, 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 to look at it. In which she says, new episodes will drop every, uh, will drop of course every uh, every Tuesday. Um, and it looks like. Um, it looks like that Spotify might be, of course, might be. So, if you have Spotify, I think that's where they're, she's probably going to be launching this thing. at. so so it may not just be entirely stuck with wrestling, and maybe other things too. We're not sure, but of course, we'll keep you informed about that. If anyone gets a chance to listen to this, we'll let you know about what we think about about this new podcast of hers. Uh, as we shift to it to uh, some AEW stuff here. We apparently officially have a new signee with AEW according to Jeremy Thomas. And he is Matt Seidel. Surprisingly enough. Yes, Jeremy Thomas is reporting that he has officially signed with AEW. I heard company. the same thing. Thank you very much. Matt Seidel is all elite as he he's officially signed a contract with the company. AEW announced it on Tuesday that Se- Seidel has signed on board. Of course, it is, of course, uh, uh, on a Twitter tweet that AEW posted today, Seidel made his debut during the casino battle Royal at AEW All Out and has been seen on AEW Dark and Dynamite since. Before signing with AEW, he actually competed in the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament. And AEW's tweet was, Welcome to the team. Hashtag Matt Seidel is hashtag All Elite. So like I said, the former Evan Bourne that was in WWE for so many years, of course, who's been pretty much everywhere else, too, like we said, Ring of Honor, uh, is now officially, it seems now with AEW. So there you go. So another, so that means that, that also means, if you think about it, another uh, former WWE star is now in AEW. So, so were we surprised? Nah, not really. But I mean, that's great to see that. Very good to see that indeed. Uh, speaking of AEW, Jeremy Thomas, of course, has also posted this story uh, that this week's, that of course, this week's di- edition of AEW Dark came was on here earlier tonight. Of course, uh, here are the here is the official card here according to Jeremy Thomas that took place here. Joey Janella took on Marco Stunt. Christopher Daniels took on Jack Evans. Layla Hirsch took on Tisha Price. Penelope Four took on Rain Victoria. Kazarian took on Griff Garrison. Ivelisse Velez took on Alex Garcia. Big Swall took on Killen King. Travis Titan took on Ricky Starks. Brandon Cutler took on Ryzen. Thunder Rosa took on Lindsay Snow. And Britt Baker's The Waiting Room uh, took place with guest The Hybrid 2. And I do believe we did actually post this on our AEWS page, folks. You can go back and watch that if you want to take a look at that. Indeed, we try to post those every week when they come on onto the US page. If you want to check that out, uh, <clears throat> uh, Jeremy Thomas also posted some posted this. As of course, uh, tomorrow's episode of The Bump is supposed to have uh, one of the guests is supposed to be the new. North American Champion Leon Ruff, but also the WWE stock is down slightly. New NXT North American Champion Leon Ruff will be a guest on this week's episode of The Bump. The Bump's Twitter account announced that Ruff, who beat Johnny Gargano on last week's NXT, will be a special guest on tomorrow's show. The Bump airs at 10 a.m. Eastern tomorrow on WWE Network and the the WWE uh, digital digital, uh, platforms. And, of course, The Bump did post this on their Twitter account today as well. Plus, WWE stock ticked slightly down on Tuesday, closing at $42.23. That was down 0.3 cents or 0.707% from the previous closing price. The market as a whole was down 0.56% on the day. So, like I said, uh, here lately they haven't been really faring too well in the, in the stock market here. But of course it has a lot of things has as but there's a lot of things that ha, other things that happen either, so there you go. Speaking of that segment of talking about Britt Baker here, um uh, apparently like I said I have this I have this right here as of course they have the, the segment here. Jeremy Thomas posted posted this about the uh to um that was on tonight's AEW Dark as Britt Baker had her segment called The Waiting Room um, that, that premiered on AEW's uh, on AEW Dark. Of course, Britt, as we have here, Britt Baker is, actually did host a segment on tonight's episode of AEW Dark. Baker posted to Twitter to know that she be a, she will host a Waiting Room segment on tonight's show with her guest, The Hybrid 2. And we also, of course, did give you, of course, uh, the list of matches that did take place on here. Britt Baker posted on her Twitter account. She said tonight hashtag, AE, not hashtag AEW dark. So, so it looks like, like I said, uh, she had uh, the the hybrid two as uh, her um, as her special as her uh, as her uh, guest tonight. So. So, like I said, you can ch- check that out on the AEWS page if you'd like to, of course, go back and watch it. Also, uh, we now shift gears once again, this time we go to Ring of Honor. Uh, Jeremy Thomas posts this story here. Ring of Honor makes the official announcement for Final Battle
0: 2020.
3: ROH has made Final Battle 2020's date official, announcing it via press release. Here's the full announcement for the pay-per-view right here. As noted earlier today, the show will take place on December 18th and air live on pay-per-view. So that would be a week before Christmas. Hmm. An early Christmas present for our, for the rest of the fans. There you go. Uh, Final Battle pay-per-view set for December 18th. Here is, here is the announcement. Ring of Honor makes its long-awaited return to pay-per-view with Final Battle 2020 on December 18th. The big announcement was made on ROH week-by-week. Due to the pandemic, ROH has not held a live pay-per-view since Final Battle 2019 last December. There is no doubt ROH's biggest star will be chomping at the bit to show why ROH is the best wrestling on the planet and produces the best pay-per-views on the planet. Final Battle has been ROH's biggest annual show since the company's inception in 2002. The ROH world title has changed hands five times at Final Battle, including last year when PCO dethroned Rush. Excuse me, which titles will be on the line at Final Battle 2020? Will anyone make their Final Battle debut? Will anyone make their Final Battle return? Keep it locked to ROHwrestling.com and ROH's social media channels for details as this road to Final Battle heats up. So, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, a week before Christmas, it is due to, of course, uh, is due, is due to, of course, uh, make, make its return to pay per view. So definitely, so definitely check that out here. Indeed. Um, speaking of, speaking of Monday nights here, Jeremy Thomas posted this story as the rating for the show Ms. and Mrs. is up in a Monday night uh, in a Monday night preview. This week's preview episode of Ms. and Mrs. Benefited from an increased Raw rating, ticking upward in the ratings itself. Monday night's episode that aired after Raw brought in a 0.23 rating in the 18-49 demographic and 666,000 viewers. Those numbers are up 9% and 8% respectively from the previous Monday's 0.22 demo rating and 617,000 viewers. The totals are the highest for the series since the Season 1 finale in August of 2019, and they had a 0.38 demo rating and 1.094 million viewers. By comparison, the regular Time Slot season premiere on Thursday did a 0.17 demo rating and 455,000 viewers. Ms. And, and Mrs. ranked number 29 among cable originals for the night per Showbuzz Daily. Of course, I'm not a... I've never watched it myself, so I mean, some people like it, some people don't, so there you go. Uh, Jeremy Thomas has this story right here, as Sasha Banks is, talks about <clears throat> her SmackDown title ring feels different than past ones, and also talks about facing Oscar at the Survivor Series. And Justin sounds like he's squeaking a little bit. <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks spoke with oh, Variety good, for a new interview. Oh, okay, I know, but we're just we're just we're just pulling your chain, but Sasha Banks spoke with Variety for a new interview promoting her appearance Feeling good. That's on the show. That's it. On the Mandalorian, as well as Survivor series and discuss being SmackDown Women's Champion. Also her match was Asuka on Sunday and more. Here are some highlights on how her current title reign feels different than previous ones. <clears throat> she says it feels so much different this time around. But, like, ever since I came back from my little break where I really just tried to find my passion again, my wrestling has been has just been she's like a, like a, like a, doing like a chef's kiss. I mean, it's always been great, amazing. But the seasonings I've, that I've been adding in 2020 have been tasting so freaking good that I just cannot stop and I cannot wait to do more. Being the SmackDown Women's Champion, that means I'm completely the best. I always say I'm the best. I really know 100% that I am the greatest wrestler of all time. I have so many new competitors. I look forward to facing so many new faces, so many new matchups, and it really lets me go to sleep dreaming of excitement for every Friday night knowing what, what I'm going to have. On her match with Asuka at Survivor Series, Sasha says, Asuka is, if not one of the best, the best competitor in our division, and she is a legend in Japan. She is one of the longest reigning champions in our company. We have thrown it down in the past, but I feel like every single day we want to get better in every single way. We want to do the best and now that we represent our own brands and be the champions, we're really just going to go out there Sunday and prove that who, who the best who is the best of the best. Smackdown is team blue, that's why my hair is blue, that's why I'm the blue print. That's why I'm really the greatest. I have to show her that I'm the best at, at everything. She is great, but I'm greater. On who's on who she's looking forward to facing as champion, Sasha says, "Oh man, there's so many. I know right now Carmella's coming after me, but there could be the whole there there could be the whole lineup. There's not just one, you know. I have the Morgan, Ruby Riot, Bianca, Natalya. These all all girls that I love so much, and I can't wait cannot wait to wrestle because they all inspire me. And like I said, this women's division is the best women's division ever. Every time I walk in that locker room, I just..." In good hands, I know that there's going to be so much magic to create with these girls that just can't wait to do it all, do it with all of them. On the current state of WWE and wrestling as a whole, Sasha says, I think it's so incredible to see how much hope WWE brings to the world and how much that we can just go entertain through these trying times. It brings me hope and brings me joy knowing that I can go into work and and legit live my dream and put smiles on people's faces. And to have the talent and the brotherhood and the sisterhood of my peers, it's so awesome. I love it. I am so thankful for wrestling for giving me a sole purpose and a joy in life. Just to spread happiness and smiles around the world because there's nothing else I'd rather be doing at this time right now than, you know, bumping my uh, butt off. But I love it so, so much. I think it's just a special place where you can create so much magic. On who would win between the WWE Universe and the Star Wars Universe, Sasha says... Oh, my, wow, wow, you know, you know, I, I love, 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 love WWE. I love that. It's a huge universe. I, it, it's a huge one. But Star Wars has, has a whole entire galaxy. I don't know if WWE is ready for that. I mean, WWE is huge. But you have Sasha Banks on your team. and You can get through anything. I think it's probably better to unite to start with the Star Wars universe than to go against them of how huge they are. They've been around for a long time, but so has WWE. So do you think WWE would stand a fair chance? I have to say, I have to say, Star Wars, and I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> we talked about the Miz a moment ago. Uh, Blake Lavelle posted this story here as the Miz continues a money in the bank cashing tease after the WWE after after the the WWE title change that took place last night. Drew McIntyre regained the WWE title from Randy Orton on this week's edition of Raw, with McIntyre hitting the Claymore on Orton to become a two-time champion. It appears the title change has the Miz pondering the possibilities with his main bank briefcase. Miz took to Twitter to tease another potential cash-in after the hot potato switch with the WWE title. He said on his Twitter account, I don't know whether to congratulate or feel sorry for at McIntyre WWE for winning the hashtag the at WWE championship last night. One thing is for sure. I do love a good game of hot potato, especially when the potato is a WWE title. And I have the key to winning the game, Miz wrote. Miz doesn't currently have a match for Survivor Series on Sunday. But McIntyre does as he gets, as he gets to set the score off. The universal Champion in Roman Reigns. Of course, on a personal note, I hope Drew McIntyre kicks the living crap out of Roman Reigns. but That's just my personal opinion. Anyway, uh, let's go on to a few more stories right here, uh, right here. Indeed, Jeffrey Harris, of course, posted right here a backstage note on the Impact Wrestling TV tapings here this week. Let's go ahead and bring this here to you. PW Inside reports that TV tapings for Impact Wrestling this week being held in Nashville with full film content for the promotion taking them through the, through the next month. So it sounds like the tapings will provide them with enough content for the remainder of 2020. Also, of course, 4.11 will have a preview for tonight's edition of Impact on Access TV, of course, to a link on this page that I just read this story. So you can go and check it out there if you want to, uh, if you want to give that a whirl there. Uh, Jeremy Thomas also posted this story as Murphy sparked some speculation that he might get his first name back. Hmm. Murphy may yet be Buddy Murphy again, as he's added the name back to his social media. Murphy is now known as Buddy Murphy again on his Twitter account, as you, of course, as you can notice on on the Twitter on this, the Twitter uh, thing on on the page right here, uh, reclaiming the name that he lost back in February. It's worth noting that his name's his name still lists as Murphy on WWE.com's roster page, so it's not confirmed yet. If it does get confirmed, Effie will follow the nomenclature trajectory of Mustafa Ali, who lost his first name in 2019. But he, of course, only did he, he just recently got it back himself. Uh, Jeremy Thomas also posts this story right here with some more WWE news as Miss Bliss gets a new theme and also attacks John Morrison. Plus, Lana goes to table number nine unbelievable. Miss Bliss's theme music got a very fiend flavor this week as she came out to a remixed version of her song. You can see a you can see a clip below of Bliss coming out to a more sinister version of her theme to address Ms. and John Morrison. Later in the segment, she leaped a few steps onto Morrison, tackling him over the guardrail. Now, of course, there's a lot of uh, tweets right here, of course, if you want to, of course. Uh... uh you can also, of course, uh, uh, ch- check that out here as well. Uh, so, um, but def- definitely take a look at that here if you wish to uh, to take a take. If you want to, of course, uh, check out some of the tweets that were made about that. Uh, let's see. Blake Lavelle posted this story. posted this yesterday, as a matter of fact, as we have a backstage update on WWE's plans for Edge. At next, at next year's, uh, at at of course, uh, at of course, like I said, next year's uh, WrestleMania. Uh, let's see here. As previously reported, there has been plenty of speculation surrounding the potential Edge versus Randy Orton match at WrestleMania 37. However, it seems there's another opponent for Edge that's being discussed by WWE. According to Russell Votes on Twitter, while Edge versus Orton has been the long-term plan. Officials have also, ha, are also discussing the possibility of having Edge square off against the fiend Bray Wyatt. A WrestleMania update here sources state, states that while Edge versus Brandy Orton has been the longstanding plan and it still is at the moment, the idea of Edge versus the fiend has been discussed a great deal for the show, according to the account. Edge has been out of action since suffering a torn tricep during his greatest wrestling match ever, found against Orton back in June. Of course, like I said, this came likes off of a tweet from Russell Boat, so you can go back and take a look at that if you wish to uh, read on to that. Uh, Another story just now popping in here, folks. Let me me go ahead and bring this here as we just add some WWE news here just a moment ago. As Sasha Banks is designing a new sneaker for the Puma Company. Hmm. Also, WWE acknowledges uh, Sasha Banks on the show The Mandalorian and also a bonus clip from the show Ms. and Mrs. Foot Locker announced that WWE superstar and SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks and her husband collaborated with Puma to design a new sneaker that's at the release tomorrow, along with other designs made exclusively for Malaboriad. Uh, yes, that's how you pronounce that, I believe. Of course, here's, here's, here's the announcement, of course, on uh, uh, from Foot Locker. They served their community, and now we're serving them. We linked one of our store managers with their favorite WWE superstar at Sasha Banks WWE, and and I am Mikazi to design a sneaker with at Puma dropping tomorrow along with the other designs exclusively for collaborate. Hashtag this is Cala, or, or I might be collaborate. I think it's hyper. I think that's probably how pronounce it. So my my apologies if I mispronounce that. Also, speaking of Sasha Banks, while there was a bit of a delay, the WWE Twitter account and website finally acknowledged Banks appearing on Friday's new episode of The Mandalorian um, yesterday. Of course, here it is right here. Sasha Banks was credited as Mercedes Bernardo for Chapter 11, The Heiress. She portrays the character named Cosca Reeves. Um, WWE posted uh, their Twitter handle, on their Twitter account yesterday, she said, hashtag the boss of a galaxy far far away, as Sasha Banks, WWE celebrated her debut on at the Mandalorian this weekend, hashtag this is the way. Also, WWE released a new bonus clip from last night's episode of Ms. and Mrs." you can check out that clip right here on this page if you want to, of course, go look at that. And one more quick story here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, let's hope that we can get it get it working here. Uh, okay, give us just one second here. Uh, we haven't had uh, my, my apologies here. We were yeah, Here we go. Okay, here we go. Joseph Lee posted this yesterday. As apparently, ladies and gentlemen, WWE, uh, this is coming from Joseph Lieber, posted yesterday. Apparently, WWE released Zelina Vega due to breach of contract. contract. Hmm. It was reported over the weekend that Zelina Vega was released from WWE, which was thought to be related to WWE winning talents to end of relationships with Switch and Cameo. Sports Illustrated reports that WWE confirmed that the reason Vega was released was due to a breach of contract and that opening an OnlyFans, OnlyFans account was the, in quotation marks, last straw. Vince McMahon had reportedly warned town that they continue to use third-party platforms that were subject to a fine, suspension, or firing. Vega's OnlyFans account charges $30 per month, for exclusive videos and photos of cosplays, lingerie, swimsuits, and more. According to sources, WWE felt that Vega put them in a difficult situation by opening the account, and her firing was an example that the new policy would be enforced. The report also notes that Vega's husband, Alistair Black, is still under contract with WWE and is still a part of the SmackDown roster. So apparently, it was because she opened up another, she opened up another account, and it was due to a breach of contract. So, of course, leave it up to Vince McMahon. Of course, like I said, to be a to have to have a to have, like I said, to to have no sense or no brains in his head.
0: So,
3: there you have it, there, ladies and gentlemen, with your wrestling news and views here. Report here, of course, for the for the evening. Now let's go ahead and, of course, also thank our friends at Four Eleven Mania for allowing us to read their stories. And also, ladies and gentlemen, of course. King Ice is our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, of course, T.W.O. Gerardy Smith and the Iceman, Jared DiGioralmo, They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WSWU Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, Super Gloom and Duct Tape, they cannot beat that that old-fashioned combination, nor have we ever tried to do so in the last five years. Now let's see what John has here in our wrestling and pop culture histories here for today, November the seventeenth. Uh, let me see here. E- yes, I believe this was. Let me double. Let me double check these numbers right here. excuse me here, folks. Uh, yes, on this day here in 1996, WWF presented Survivor Series from Madison Square Garden in New York City. 18,647 were in attendance with about 199,000 homes watching on pay per view. It's the first time a WWF slash WWE pay per view was held in Madison Square Garden since March 20th, 1994, at WrestleMania 10. The show featured the debut of The Rock and also the return of Bret Hart since March 31st, 1996, at WrestleMania 12. In a pre-show free-for-all match, Jesse James, Aldo Montoya, Billy Gunn, and Bob Holly defeated the Sultan, Justin Bradshaw, Salvatore Sincere, and Billy Gunn. <clears throat> uh, in a traditional uh, uh, Survivor Series match, elimination uh, with Bart Gunn being the sole survivor. <laughs> Doc Furness, filled the pond, filled the fond and the Godwins. Defeated Owen Hart, the British Bulldog, Marty Jannetty, and the Cassidy and Survivor Series Elimination match. This is Marty Jannetty's last match in the WWF until, of course, he returned to the WWE in 2005. Furness and LaFont were the sole survivors of the match, and this was also their debut. The Undertaker defeated Mankind. This match is remembered for the entrance of The Undertaker descending in. in into uh, with uh, the arena with bat wings and dressed in all-black attire rather than wearing his traditional purple attire. Mark Merrow, Rocky Maivia, Jake Roberts, and The Stalker defeated Crush, Jerry Lawler, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and Goldust in a four-on-three Survivor Series elimination match. As noted, this was The Rock's debut. And this is the first Survivor Series appearance for Jake Roberts since 1991 and his first Survivor Series match since 1990. Also, Brad Hart defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin. The match should have been main evented instead of, of course, Sid versus Sean, to be John, according to John here, to be perfectly honest. Baruch, Vader, the fake Razor Ramon, and fake Diesel fought Flash Funk, Jimmy Snuka, Salvia Vega, and Yokozuna to a no contest in a Survivor Series match. This is the first Survivor Series match for Jimmy Snuka since 1990, and his first match in the WWF's. Since 1993, Snooker's return match comes just one day after being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And also, this is the last ever match for Yokozuna. Sadly, he passes away on October 23, 2000. Of course, that was four years later. Psycho Sid <clears throat> defeated Shawn Michaels to win the WWF title. It's the fourth time the title changed hands at the Survivor Series. And the first time the title changed hands at Madison Square Garden. Since November 26, 1994, when Diesel defeated Bob Backlund to win the title. Remember that? Yep. Also on this day here in, yes, indeed. Also on this day here in, uh, I believe it was 1997 on Monday Night Raw and WCW Monday Nitro, Ravishing Rick Rude appears on both shows. First, he shows up with the NWL on Nitro and then opens up the second hour with Degeneration X. <coughs> Uh, of course, Raw was taped in, in Cornwall, Ontario, uh, Ontario, Canada, but Nitro was live in Cincinnati. Rude negotiated a deal to join WCW with six days between the taped Raw and Nitro. Rude was still salty over the Montreal screw job between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and Rude decided to leave the WWF for good. Rude would not be seen in the WWF or slash WWE ever again. He would sadly ultimately pass away in April of 1999, but was possibly inducted into the 2017 Hall of Fame. If I'm not mistaken, I think he, it was his it was his wife and his children that were inducted into the Hall of Fame, if I remember correctly. Also speaking of the Montreal screw job, Mr. McMahon did his infamous Brett Screwed Brett promo, introducing the Mr. McMahon character. However, Nitro would still beat Raw in the ratings 4.1 to 3.1. Also on this date here, ladies and gentlemen, in let me see, 1998, at a Rawls War taping, longtime jobber Dwayne Gill defeated Christian to win the light heavyweight title. Gill would hold the title for 15 months until he loses it to S.A. Rios on February 13th, 2000. Speaking of two, of course, of course, 20 years ago today, of course, 2000. The game WWF No Mercy is released for the Nintendo 64 in North America as a follow-up to WrestleMania 2000. It was the last game to be released for the console. No Mercy was well-received by critics and fans, regarded as one of the best wrestling games ever. The game goes on to sell 1.5 million copies worldwide. A Game Boy Color version of the game that would have been a supplement to the N64 version was in the works, but it was canceled. There was, another, there was also original plans for another D- WWF game called Backlash. It was an early development that was canceled, and so was in Nintendo 64 in 2002. Personally, I thought that was a mistake. I thought the 64 was one of the best systems, in my personal opinion. Uh, but John, of course, does agree here. It uh, was one of the greatest WWF slash WWE games of all time. Uh, John... I know you said that you, you don't think anybody here would agree to that. But, John, you're you're listening to somebody who has also been a long-time video game fanatic. And I personally agree with you on that. I thought that was a very unique game in itself. Because they came out with some very good ones. On this date here in 2002, uh, WWE presented Survivor Series again from Madison Square Garden in New York City. This time, 17,930 were in attendance for $340,000 on the pay-per-view. That's down from 450000 for 2001's edition that saw the conclusion to the Invasion storyline. Uh, there were no elimination tag team matches on the show for just a second time in WWE history. But there were three elimination matches on the show, including the first ever elimination chamber match in company history. Jeff Hardy, Bubba Ray Dudley, and Spike Dudley defeated 3-Minute Warning in an an Elimination Tables match. also featured the return of the Dudley Boys with Devon, Aiden's brother Bubba, to help out the Dudley Boys. To help out, the Dudley Boys had not been seen since the brand extension when Bubba Ray was in the hardcore division on Monday Night Raw, and Devon was part of the SmackDown brand with his storyline gimmick known as, of course, The Reverend. Yeah, he was known as Reverend Devon. I remember that all too well. Billy Kidman defeated Jamie Noble to win the WWE Cruiserweight title. Victoria defeated Trish Trish Stratus in a hardcore match to regain the women's title. The Big Show defeated Brock Lesnar to win the WWE title in four minutes, with Lesnar suffering his first WWE loss by pinfall with help from Brock's manager, Paul Heyman. Hmm. Los Guerreros defeated the team of Edge and Rey Mysterio and also the team of Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle to win the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Also, uh, Shawn Michaels defeated Triple H, Booker T, RVD, Chris Jericho, and Kane to win the World Heavyweight title in an in, in a Elimination Chamber match. This is Shawn Michaels' first Survivor Series match since 1997, and also the win made him a world champion for the first time since 1998. And also, Triple H's first Survivor Series appearance since 2000 as well. Uh, let's see, on this date here in 2003, on Monday Night Raw, Matt Hardy is traded to the Raw brand after a stint on on SmackDown. He returns to the Raw brand as he actually dumps Lita. The two reunite six months later. Also on this date in 2014, on Raw, Luke, Luke Harper defeats Dolph Ziggler to win the Intercontinental title. This is his first and only singles title. On that same day, Harper's former partner, Rowan, joins Team Cena for their Survivor Series match. Also, of course, we have a couple wrestling birthdays here. Happy 41st birthday to Miko Satomura, and happy 40th birthday to Ryan Braddock. So happy birthday to them. Now we go to do some pop culture history and birthdays here tonight here, folks. First one here on this day in 1863, Abraham Lincoln begins his first draft of the Gettysburg Address. And that's where Justin lives too. His address is in Gettysburg, now speaking. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> okay. No, I'll just be here in 1928. The Boston Garden officially opens. The Boston Garden stays open until 1995, when when, when it became known as the Fleet Center. On this day in 1973, Richard Nixon tells the Associated Press, "People have got to know whether or not the president is a crook. Well,
0: I'm not a crook."
3: On his day, nineteen eighty, John Lennon releases *Double Fantasy* al- The *Double Fantasy* album in the United Kingdom. This is the last album John Lennon does does in life. One month later, on December eighth, nineteen eighty, sadly, he is gunned down in New York City. On his day, nineteen eighty-five, Daryl Walker wins the thirty-fifth NASCAR Winston Cup. Sorry, John, I got call it, I got caught the way I see it. Winston Cup was back around the time in the eighties. I was dated in 1991. Dale Earnhardt went to the 41st NASCAR Winston Cup Championship. Uh, I was dated in 1997. Um, um, John, I thought this particular person, uh, um, I thought he was a hockey player. Um, I didn't know he was. I think he is. I think Mario Lemieux. I think he was. A, I think he was a hockey player. I think I'm not saying. But anyway, he enters the hall. Of, he enters the hall of fame that year. So, uh, on a day in 2002, Tony Stewart wins the 54th NASCAR Winston Cup Championship. On a day in 2003, at the age of 21, Britney Spears, who actually actually Justin is in love with, no, he's big. <laughs> no I'm. Yeah, gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. On a day in 2008, Twilight premieres in Los Angeles. Of course, as you know, it stars Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. On a day in 2000, see 2000, uh, 2013, Jimmy Johnson wins the uh, Sprint Cup, Sprint Cup for the sixth time. On a day in 2015, Charlie Sheen confirms that he is HIV positive. Uh. Today would have been the 54th birthday of rock singer Jeff Buckley, the son of Tim Buckley. Uh, The movie uh, Happy Feet was released on this date in 2006. And also um, the movie All All Dogs Go to Heaven was released on this date in 1989. And also the James Bond movie GoldenEye, I think Pierce Brosnan was James Bond in that one, uh, was released in 1995. Also, The Little Mermaid uh, was released on this date in 1989 as well. And John says that's all. Uh, that's all. That's all we have here. Yes, and that was correct. Mario Lemieux was a hockey player, um, and so he entered the NHL Hall of Fame. So that that that's what we have. Uh, that's what we have, of course, here. Uh, Right there, so that's all John has for the history of birthdays here for tonight here, folks. <clears throat> and so we do thank him, of course, for bringing that here to our attention here tonight, as well as, of course, for Weather Mania for the news and views here for this evening. Tuesday, November 17th, 2020, 9.48 p.m. Eastern Time, 1605 562 444 caller ID 138 pounds episode number 912 of WCWS Revolution. Mr. WSWUS, Chad Hinshaw, alongside the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, is here with us here tonight. I do have someone, of course, now standing by here who has been waiting ever so patiently. I know he's going to probably want to talk here in a few minutes. And, of course, you all probably know who I'm. what I mean when I end up saying that, uh, that I'm sure that while he's been sitting there waiting, he's probably actually... Uh, uh, been been trying on Britney Spears bras and panties. I don't know, but I mean, that's <clears throat> uh, anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is of course a three time WCWS hall of famer. He is also of course, part of the team that brings you raw radio every Monday afternoon, right here, of course on TalkShow.com. He is also a multiple time title holder in our WCWS trivia championship series. And also, <clears throat> and also of course here, ladies and gentlemen, he is, uh, of course, of course. Um, well, also, of course, uh, well known here for, uh, like we said, d- dressing up like a girl whenever he feels like it. So. And anyway, <laughs> ladies and- okay. Yeah, he might, he might, he might have something to say about that here in a minute. I don't know. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring him in here right now to episode, of course, number nine twelve of Revolution. He is, of course, we know him as simply know him as JD right here. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, his real name is. Uh, the Ice Man, Jared D. Gerolamo, JD, welcome. Of course, episode 912 of Revolution. And I hope, for God's sake, you actually got on some men's clothes for once. Hey, girls, check out this president. I am not
2: a
4: butt. Art, do you want to play John Wilkes Booth or do you want to act like a maniac?
3: Well, I think JD rather act like a maniac. <laughs> and I heard what you were saying about Mario.
4: The great Mario Mario Lemieux, that is. Mario Super Mario Lemieux. Mario 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 doesn't really matter what you can call
3: him. Right. And of course he doesn't need a question mark, like I said, to gain that Hall of Fame uh, thing or jump around jump around here with his brother Luigi. But of course, like I said, I used that one of the greatest players of all time, right there indeed. So, our hats off on this date here, nineteen ninety-seven, a member of the Hall of Fame. All right, mind. gentlemen, let's go ahead. And let's go ahead and get right to our, of course, our big time talk here, of course, of what happened last night here with WWE's women's night RAW, of course, leading in towards uh, this Sunday's, of course, Survivor Series. <clears throat> um, as and of course, obviously, there'll be some more talk here about
4: our about our. And I do have course, a couple of the news and notes to report very quickly. We can tell you now, Matt Slidell has signed with AEW, however, officially. We can also tell you now, however, believe it or not, also believe it or not, there is a North American title match set up for tomorrow night's NXT. Johnny Gargano hopes to get the title back from Leon Ruff. Also, we do have a couple of college games to report tonight right now. Less than 5.18 to go. The Buffalo Bulls looking to bulldoze. The Falcons of Bowling Green are up 35-10, to 10, however right now in that game. And of course, we are almost at halftime. Actually, we are at halftime of the Kent State-Akron Sept game. Kent is up 35-28. Also, we have heard reports that Wichita State Bands basketball coach Greg Marshall has resigned following an internal investigation into allegations of physical and verbal abuse. They agreed to a contract settlement of $7.75 million to be paid over the next eight years. Isaac Brown will serve as the team's interim head coach. This was announced earlier today. Also, there are reports going around that apparently, however, that, believe it or not, however, Sam Darnold of the Jets will not play this week, however, whatsoever, mind you. But also, there has been talk that Antonio Brown is back in the news. Apparently, Mr. Big Chest, formerly of the Sears and at one time of the Patriots and Raiders, if you will, however, apparently threw a bicycle, however, at a security guard and tried to uh, smash a security camera, if you will. Also, last night, of course, we saw what happened on Monday Night Football. The Minnesota Vikings, of course, beat the Bears in that game 19-13, but the story here is apparently Nick Foles, however, did get injured in the game, however, but he could be back on the line this Sunday. We will keep you up to date with that story. And finally... Theo Epstein, the general manager, formerly of the Chicago Cubs however, has stepped down after nine years.
3: Thank you very, thank you very much, sir, of course, J.D. Did, we did we did, mention that in the news that Matt Seidel has signed with AEW. So, uh,
4: also, I did so hear was, apparently uh, the viewership. I also did hear the so, – sorry about that real quick. Apparently, the Ms. and Mrs. viewership, however, from last night's show, they did, of course – 455,000 last week on Thursday they did 666,000 views this week however if you will huh and uh we can tell right. you how there's uh, there, uh we're also reporting how the viewership for last night's raw as follows how 1.779 up on 1.69, almost 1.7 last week, so almost near 1.8. The first hour did 1.86, hour two 1.74, the final hour 1.72. We don't have the official raw rating number yet, but we will keep you updated with this story. Also, there is uh, early discussion between myself and, of course, maybe the uh, Loose Cannon, Chicago, Cephas and Justin. If you're free too, I talked about this with uh, Mitt today. We might have a very special mid-afternoon NBA pre-draft edition since the NBA draft is tomorrow night, folks. And there's talk that the Golden State Warriors and also the Minnesota Timberwolves are still talking about making a trade for the pick. or we will discuss which players are going where in the NBA draft as it will be held tomorrow night during the same night as AEW and NXT. But we might have a very special edition of the uh, Sports Machine pre-draft edition. We'll let you know more about that before the night's over, possibly tomorrow afternoon at 2.30. Now we can tell you Bowling Green is now down, uh, I believe, either 19 or 13. I'm not sure. We'll get an update on that here in a second, but that's what we got so far right now.
3: Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for your duty. Yes, I also did bring up the Ms. and Mrs. thing there as well, too. Uh, but, uh, but thank you. But thank you very much for rearranging that here for us. Um, and of course, there's another thing I'm gonna ask you back in just a minute here, JD, but let's go through the raw stuff here first before we get into anything else. Uh John's already got his thoughts about Raw. Let me go ahead and read his first. Now I'll go to Justin, then I will go to JD. John says for Raw, he says he's going to give a little history moment for everyone. Does everyone remember five years ago when the WWE title last changed hands on Monday night raw? Uh I believe I did, if I'm not mistaken. Uh uh, because it was December 14th, 2015, when Roman Reigns was actually a babyface, he last won the title on an edition of, Mon- of, of Monday Night Raw. But John says, last night McIntyre was pretty much expected over Orton because what we saw last Friday with the writings on the wall was there was no need for a heel versus heel match against Orton and Reigns and, and, and of course, in John's opinion. No point in it whatsoever, but as much as Johns was happy for doing McIntyre. The WWE title went to, of course, the hot potato. It was Orton inside Hell on the Self, and now it's Drew again. But will it go hot potato again? Because John, and of course, the Simmons and Miz may cash in against Drew, because we all know what we remember, of course, November 22nd, 2010. And of course, Sunday is, of course, November 22nd, of course, 10 years later. Miz could rewrite 10 years, and Vince is guaranteed to shove Miz down our folks again. Like he did in 2010-2011 with the WWE title, unfortunately. Also, by the way, Mandy and Dan- Mandy uh, Rose and Dana Berg have to be replaced, unfortunately, with Lacey Evans and uh, Peyton Royce. But despite the WWE title, change of hands, Rob took two steps forward and four steps back, like always. And John said that's all he's got for his uh, review of that. Uh, Justin... Um, Based upon what I just said, and I'm sure you probably saw Raw last night as well. Anything you wish to comment about it from last night? Um. Yeah. Um.
1: I'm very. I'm happy that Drew got the the, the um. Got the um. WWE title back. So this means that this means that um. Randy Orton will fail becoming WWE champion again. And I can't wait for next year's Royal Rumble in the men's Royal Rumble match. And what will be epic is seeing um, HBK, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Big Show, Edge and Christian getting revenge on Randy Orton. But I believe, you know, I, I believe that this Sunday Miz will, Miz will probably cash in on, on Drew this Sunday at Survivor Series 2020.
3: Hmm. So, a lot of people are speculating that, you know, this, I mean, I even I even talked about it on the news a moment ago. But obviously, of course, like I said, uh, uh, so very, very unique there indeed. So, Justin, thank you very much here, sir. Now, J.D., before I get your review here, I want to get your thoughts about, a, of course, an ongoing story that we have been talking about since last week. Um, it was, I could, I actually just, something else. I just read it here as well. Um, and you may have brought, you, you possibly brought, and may have possibly brought it up on raw radio yesterday. I don't know. Unless, of course, this came out a little bit later today. I'm not sure, but I just now read this. That apparently there was an official reason why Zelina Vega was let go from WWE. There is an official reason. And it was because of what according WWE, it was due to a breach of contract because she started a OnlyFans account uh, from some site called OnlyFans. I'm sure y'all are familiar with this site. I'm not too familiar with myself. But apparently, like I said, uh, they felt that Zelina starting this account was kind of the last straw in this whole thing and all that that Vince McMahon warned all the superstars about and trying to do these third-party platforms, and I think that this pretty much had no alternative but to just officially release Zelina Vega, was simply because she opened up this account, apparently. So, um, now if you want to say something about that now, you can, or you can wait till after you talk about your Raw review, but Let's go ahead and see what you have to say about this and also your thoughts about what happened on Raw last night.
4: Well, like I said, we saw the viewership up this week from 1.69, almost 1.7 to 1.779 or 1.78, just a little shy of 1.8. I'm still a little surprised that they did go up this week. I can say the first hour, did 1.86 or 1.8 and a half, just a little shy of 1, a little bit shy of 1.9. Uh, the second hour, one seven and a half. The final hour, around one seven. Uh Yeah, last night's show was not that great, I thought. It was really disappointing in my eyes. I mean, once again, we had to have the Simone Savage, if you will. However, no talent, nasty, nebby, nosy, uh, narcissistic, Nia Jax, and the submission magician, Shayna Baser, or should I say, Sneaky Shayna Baser do their thing, however, by basically putting Lana through a table for the ninth time in ten weeks. For what reason? For what reason? I mean, this after they teamed up with her to take on Dana, Mandy, and Oscar. And of course, we saw later in the night what happened with Oscar. Excuse me, not Oscar. Dana and uh, Mandy, however, if you will. Dana, of course, got roughed up by Reckoning, Mia, Yim. And, of course, Mandy got legitimately hurt from the week before, however. But, of course, does WWE suspend Nia Jax? Do they fine her or anything like that? No, of course not, because she's Dwayne's niece. No, hell no. No, hell no, yeah, exactly. Because she's Dwayne's niece, and she can get away whatever the hell she wants to get away with, However, because she's obviously having Dwayne her uncle, however, Cousin Howard find a way to butter up Vincent McMahon by kissing his hind end, if you will, and basically buttering him up. However, sorry about that. Let me just mute that again. Okay, so there we go. Next, we had the New Day, of course, taking on the Hurt Business, if you will. And, of course, the Hurt Business, if you will, however, tried to hurt Kofi and Xavier's chances of winning out and retaining the Ted so We just saw Buffalo score, and it should be the final score right here now. As is now 41-17 Buffalo with 2:08 to go in the game. Anyway, that's what we got going on right now in college football. But as I said, uh, getting back to the match, not a bad match. However, uh, the whole AJ style thing with uh, the uh, man in his glory, Keith Lee, Braun the monster among men, really run fast, Strowman, if you will. Of course, like I said, Keith Lee, the man who is all in his glory, how all. The almighty Keith Lee, however. Braun Strowman. Captain, uh, like I said, AJ Styles thinks, however, that the Celtic Warriors Sheamus and, of course, the Montalanga and the Bro Man real are all going to be on the same page on s- front Sunday against Team SmackDown. Doubtful. Very, very doubtful. And I just think it's a joke. I think they're going to be beat, and I think they're going to be beat badly by the Monday Night Moron Messiah, or should I say the Friday Night Fool, of course, along with King Cox stain clown shoes. Uh, let's just say... Uh, creepy, uh, let's just say Kaka King, Corbin, of course, and Jay Uso, of course, and we still have two spots left to fill. The question is who are going to fill those spots. We've heard Murphy could be one of them, either Seth and Murphy are fighting one another this coming Friday on SmackDown. We've also heard other people say Aleister Black could be one of I them, and I think Aleister Black would be wise to fill one of those spots, because if they don't, however, then I would just ask for my release right then and there. Of course, then we have Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, Riddle, and Sheamus take on Retribution. And an eight-person tag they announced that right before the show. And, of course, Retribution had their members out ready to go tonight. And we can tell you the one guy from Buffalo tonight real quick to let you know his stats tonight so far. 31 carries, 9.5, almost 10 yards per carry, 4 touchdowns, and 300 yards rushing. 300 yards rushing on a cold night, too. Go figure. He's having a big night as he's just bulldozing the Falcons and making the Falcons crash to earth tonight. I mean, the thing is, going into tonight, the Bulls had 192 yards rushing per game. Tonight, they have almost 400 yards rushing per game against Bowling Green. They will improve to 3-0, while Bowling Green will drop to 0-3 at this point. Anyway, Retribution had, of course, their leader, Ali, along with T-Bag, Mace and Slapdick, Slapjack, if you will. And of course, in a surprise, Retribution ends up winning here, however, against the AJ Styles team, as apparently things weren't, ah, let's just say, getting on the same page, if you will, and they weren't on the same page, if you will. Then we have, of course, The Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Yes, the Moron Miz and his Joker boy, if you will, however, John Meatball Morrison, if you will, however, Taking on Bray Wyatt with, of course, everyone's very little happy-go-lucky, peppy, peppy, peppy little, uh, let's just say, princess, if you will. Alexa Bliss, just like the arrogant, annoying, uh, let's just say, ass clown that is Alexa Bliss. But before I do say anything, mean, anything more mean about Alexa Bliss, I will say one thing that is kind of positive about her. Congratulations on her engagement to Ryan Cabrera over the weekend, believe me. I was really surprised to hear that, however, that she actually got engaged, considering the fact I've heard different stories about him. But beside the point, however, if that's not true, however, and I don't think it is, however, I wish them the best of luck in their engagement, if you will. Then, of course, we have uh, Angel Garza once again talking about Ladies, how and consider themselves a thorn on the rose and protect their beauty. And he told the woman to look at the man on the couch next to him and question whether he'll defend their beauty. He offered an rose. I mean, what are they trying to do with this whole bachelor bullshit? Seriously. Who's writing this bullshit? Oh, I know who it is. It's that little buck-toothed little douchebag dickhead, however. Kevin Dunn, however. Bruce, I don't care. I love you. Bullshit backstabbing little bitch boy, Pritchard. And, of course, Michael P.S. Hayes, however. When he's not purely sexy, he's known as basically Michael Pissant Scumbag Hayes. Because he can't write a thing on paper at all, neither can the rest of the writing team. But of course we've heard early reports say, however, that the person that Garza is apparently talking to and offering the rose on camera to, if he is offering the rose to any lady in particular, however, there has been speculation on who it might be. Some people think it could be, more than likely, the return of Eva Marie. Oh, goody, let's have that stupid little red-headed tramp come back to television and grace us with her presence by being Garza's new love-struck little boy uh, toy and being her manager, a la Sherry Martell. Gee, what year are we in, Bruce? 2021 or 1993? You tell me, my friend, what era are we in? Then, of course, we go to Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. And to me, this was the match of the night by far. This went 25 minutes long, and of course, at one point we saw Postman Pierce, however, come out and tell Randy, however, that if he tried to sneak out of this matchup or get disqualified in any way, shape, or form, however, he would pay the ultimate price, however, and that would be backfiring on him. And we can tell you now Buffalo, however, did win, however, it is now a final, 42 17, and like I said, Jared Peterson, J A R E T, not a D, like my last name, Patterson. Set a record tonight, 301 rushing yards, four touchdowns as the Bulls bulldoze Bowling Green, 42-17. But anyway, getting back to the mcintyre Orton match. McIntyre surprisingly wins the title back from Randy Orton. Here's where I have a little bit of an issue. Okay. It was not even less than a month ago that Randy won the title, apparently from Drew, and we thought he was going to hold on to the title for a little while. Going into the end of the year, maybe into... Possibly the Royal Rumble, but what happened last night? Hmm, Let me think. Vince wasn't there. Bruce and Hunter were backstage working on the show, writing the show for much of the evening. However, as was more on very little pissant MVP, if you will. And what happens? Oh, they decide to change uh, at the last minute, just like they changed it of a SmackDown last Friday night, and make the call, however, and say, oh, let's give the title back to Drew, however, as we're hot potatoing the belt. So now the question is, how are are we going to see a cash in possibly Friday night? However, excuse me, not Friday night, Sunday night, with everyone's favorite Cleveland clown, if you will, the A-lister himself, Mike the Moron, Ms. Mizan. There's a very good chance we could see that happen. There's a good chance we might not see that happen. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, overall, WWE put on a really lousy, shitty, sloppy, scummy, uh, subpar show. However, here tonight. Or last night, I should say. And they should be appalled and ashamed. But do they care? No, of course not. They don't care at all. They continue to write the same old bullshit week in and week out, however, by making things look stupid, however. And going into Friday Night on SmackDown, however, we're going to be interested to see what will happen next, how obviously, the few days before Survivor Series. And if that's not all, speaking of uh, totally... Really subpar and sloppy and scummy, if you will, however. We're going to have on the WWE Network, however, a Chronicle of WWE Superstar Lana this Saturday night. Oh, goody! Gee, I wonder who's ass She had to kiss and blow in the office, How to get a special on the network. I wonder who she had to really kiss butt with, however, by getting this opportunity handed to her on the network this week. Maybe it was her boyfriend, however, when it wasn't her husband, Miro, a.k.a. Rusev, if you will, that I, everyone's favorite Mr. I love you man himself, boring ass, backstabbing little bitch boy, Bruce Pritchard, or that buck little douchebag, dickhead little beaver boy, how has been Vince's bitch boy for the last 30 odd plus years, Kevin Dickbag Dunn. Hmm. Someone please tell me who it might be. Hmm. Anyway, that being said, how once again, it was a sloppy show, however, and it was a really lousy show. So I hope, WWE, how you're very happy of putting on another lousy show this week on Raw. And as far as AEW and NXT goes, tomorrow night it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I can tell you right now, AEW, once again, is going to find a way to basically stick it right up your candy ass and then some. So be prepared, however. Be prepared to get beat once again.
3: (laughs) <laughs> there you have it right there, folks. Thank you very much there. <clears throat> Thank you very much there, of course, uh, uh, J.D., and Justin, and John, for your thoughts about what happened last night on Monday, <clears throat> Monday Night Raw. Episode 912 of WCWS Revolution, ladies and gentlemen, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND. <clears throat> Tuesday, November 17, 2020, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw, along with the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Soul Man, Justin Lucas me, of course, here with you here tonight. <clears throat> Coming up here tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh of course, the announcement made by JD, we're gonna hopefully check we're hopefully to find out something before the night's out about a possible special edition of sports machine, but we'll keep you informed about that. But as for our other shows, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget tomorrow night at 6 30. One four one three eight seven pound. Of course, will be our next edition of WCW, WCW's Outside the Ropes, as we give you the last pop culture news and views here as well, as well as of course, put some pop culture history and birthdays, of course, and movies, TV, uh, music, and sports. Also, some wrestling news tidbits to get you prepared for Revolution tomorrow night. Uh, be sure to listen in on that at six thirty. Then episode nine thirteen, of Revolution of course, coming up. Uh, tomorrow night, of course, news and news, history and birthdays, of course, also give you our uh, give you the official re- give you the, of course, the results as they come in for both AEW tonight and also the plus some other of course big time uh, uh, <clears throat> other stories here of course here in D. Uh, so be sure to be, be sure to listen in on that of course tomorrow night at nine o'clock one three eight zero five five pound of course on Revolution. Uh, <clears throat> Um, now, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what we have here. Of course, in our um, let me see. And uh, of course, as I promised, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will be of course bringing you of course updates here on both the on our pay-per-view prediction center page, on of course both of the uh, <clears throat> uh, the Halloween ha- the finals of the Halloween Havoc Championship Tournament. As well as, of course, the Halloween Havoc Championship number one contenders poll tournament that's going on right now, even as we we speak. Uh, Of course, uh, currently right now, ladies and gentlemen, in the final match between Jordan Stuffless and the Heman Suplex Machine, John Gross, Jordan is now leading John seven votes to six. So this is getting close here, folks. This is getting very, very close here indeed. So be sure to, of course, uh, uh, be continue, of course, uh, uh, vo- voting, of course, on this here as well. As, of course, as we approach Friday night, edition of Revolution, where we will announce the new Halloween Havoc Champion and also the number one contenders tournament currently right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let me see if we have any updates here. Uh, it looks like the majority of the folks here that we uh, that took part in the <coughs> um Full Gear Prediction Title Challenge the other uh, the other weekend. Still have not received any votes at all, including, of course, The Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, as well as Mitt also Danny from Oak Park, also MLD, and also UJD have not received any votes as well on this. Uh, but I will go ahead and still report here that John, as well as Alayla Peters and Kevin O'Sullivan have received one vote each. But currently, right Right now Jordan Stuckless is leading this tournament right now with four votes and Big Diesel Gregory Kramer is actually behind him with three. So this is going to be coming down either way here folks. Um, <clears throat> um, like I said as, as to of course who we are going to uh, at, as who we are going to officially uh, uh, well, our official our first official match will be for the NXT U.S. Halloween Havoc Championship, who will hold the title and who will be that person's first ever challenger for that title. Currently, also in the Money Inc. Championship rematch, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Shaq is defending against the King Clubs Mitt Patel. Mitt, of course, is currently leading Shaq right now, five votes to four um, in this rematch. So I mean, So that winner will also be announced, of course. Uh, this coming, uh, this coming Friday here as this coming, uh, Friday here as well. <clears throat> now, ladies and gentlemen, I do see if we have someone else now, get ready to pop on here on the line here. Let's see who, who, let's see who we have here. Yes, I see. Now, ladies and gentlemen, he is of course <clears throat> also a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, a contributor to WCWS Raw Radio. He's also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the Radio Network Circles, plus also a multiple-time title holder uh, <clears throat> um, in our Trivia Championship series as well. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you know of, if you know of his other nickname here folks, you've got to go back to that classic 60 sitcom happy days, where of course, like I said, he is also one of the central characters here uh, <clears throat> of course obviously he's well known for of course having the jet black hair the white t-shirt the black leather jacket the, the cool motorcycle and the ability to turn turn off a uh, jukebox with, uh, with just, uh, with just a, a stomp on the floor or an, el- or an elbow to the jukebox itself ladies and gentlemen of course now as we uh, also of course ladies and gentlemen that person was also well known we're doing something truly, truly unique, and and, uh, um, and that simply was, of course, right here was this. Hey. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. Now join us here, ladies and gentlemen, on episode 912 of Revolution. Uh, we do uh, welcome you, Fonzie, of course, here indeed. John actually was during JD's uh, during JD's, of course, this discussion of RAW. He apparently went went off on another tangent here as well. He's already actually officially have um, left us here for the night, uh, but he will be back, of course, tomorrow. But let's go ahead and see what he has to say right here. Um, he's of course talking about Vince again. He says, "Vince, how many people are going to put up with your lies? How many people are going to suffer with your racist ways?" How many people are going to get upset over your pettiness and also your overprotectiveness? Because John said he was pretty sure we saw that in May of 1999 in Kansas City, Missouri, the night your uh, the night your company started to show, show its first cracks. The night, of course, when Owen Hart passed away, and yes, his fingerprints was all over it. It was yours, Vince, yours and yours alone. He's still saying that he hired somebody, that Vince hired somebody to rig up the device to kill Owen Hart. Because he was upset by what happened in Montreal with Bret Hart. Of course, beat him after, of course, uh, being screwed uh, after being screwed out of the belt from Shawn Michaels at that Survivor series in 97. And also, John says he didn't decide why not kill Chris Benoit and his family. And he believes Vince hired the same guy to do it, let Chris have a change of the world title. He never won it in the WWE and then he won it. How did you repay him for it? That's right, you killed him and his family. And the only way that you've spilled blood on your hands is that you framed Benoit for murdering his wife and his son. And, of course, John says he's just pretty much not, not going to go through the rest of it because I think we all know what, uh, what John would say pretty much next with that. Uh, because he said, because John pretty much said, because he knows what, what he would say to you, Vince, he's not going to hold up his breath, of course, any longer. Of course, also, as, as John started calling him, Karen McMahon (laughs) so so, but he said he'll be back with us here of course tomorrow night so John we thank you very much for listening in and also join us here tonight we'll talk to you of course here tomorrow Uh, Fonzie uh, like I said good to have you here with us thank you for being very very patient Um, anything you wish to chime in on uh, please by all means uh, let's give you the floor here for just a a moment or two here. Please go ahead and share what's on your mind. Yeah. It was
4: just a freaky wow night last night, i was gonna say. Um mm. that's all I gotta say for
2: uh Raw last night. Um okay. yeah, so mm. yeah,
3: that's
2: all I gotta say.
3: Okay. Uh, I think uh, yesterday. Now, if I want to make sure this is everybody know thank you very much, Your Um uh, <clears throat> I will go ahead and bring. I, I did bring this up a little bit during my uh, line, my lineup report here on Raw Radio yesterday afternoon. Um, <clears throat> I, I believe I believe JD and John I think officially confirmed that they were going to be in for our Survivor Series prediction title challenge. And we'll start getting the matches up with that here. Of course, here very, very soon. Um, Justin, I'm not sure if he actually said that he was in it or not. uh, But we'll definitely find that out here in a minute. I think Justin had to step away for a minute. I think he had to go to the can uh, because he can. So, (laughs) Um, but let us ask, uh, of course, now we'll also ask here, uh, Fonzie, Fonzie, are you in for the Survivor Series prediction title challenge? Uh,
2: nah, not not.
3: Okay. Nah, okay. that's okay. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, like I said, I mean, like, okay, all right. Well, like I said, we have to be, of course. Definitely have to be, of course, fair here and and do best. So we, I thank you very much for uh, le- letting us know here about that. But ladies and gentlemen, I will be, of course, posting. <clears throat> I will be, of course, posting all the um, the polls for all the matches here uh, for Survivor Series on the Pay Per View Prediction Center page here, starting sometime between tonight and tomorrow, so that way we can go ahead and start getting some votes in here. So we can also start having a, a unique. Uh, so we can start having a uh, start. Start getting the voting here underway, and so <clears throat> so just keep so just keep on the watch out here, on our uh, on on the page like we said. WCWS Pay Per View Prediction Center, <clears throat> and like I said, during the week here, of course we'll do some. We'll do definitely do some picks and everything like that between this Thursday's NWO Wolfpack, and also of course this Friday's edition. Of of course uh revolutions, so ladies and gentlemen, be sure to of course uh list, listen in on that. uh anyway, JD, um, I assume you're still here with us as well. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, one thing I didn't mention here, I wanted to still get your thoughts about about this here, just as we as as I mentioned before, of course, the ongoing situation here of course obviously con- concerning the the uh the official termination of Zelina Vega from WWE as we did report here in the news here of course a little while ago that we said it was due to a breach of
4: contract
3: was the, was I, did hear, the I did hear I did hear about that
4: and you know I mean it's it's interesting what what has happened I mean we 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 thought we knew all the story and now it looks like we know more of the story I mean there's more still coming out I mean What they did to her was a travesty, and absolutely, totally uncalled for and unprofessional in my opinion. But at the same time, she has no one to blame but herself, in my opinion. I think she really screwed the pooch here because of what she did. I mean, I'm not saying it's all her fault, but part of it is her fault because she should have known what she was getting into. And I think she screwed up big time and she knows what what she did was wrong. I mean, part of me says she is to blame, but also at the same time, part of me thinks WWE made a big mistake in letting her go. I mean, they could have handled it so much more professional. I think they really, I mean, they really screwed up in my opinion. I mean, it depends on who you believe, though, and how you hear it, though. So, but I mean, it's like, I mean, it's it's really hard to say whose whose fault it is, you know. But part of me says it's her fault. Part of me thinks it's not her fault, but again... It depends on who you believe in, who you trust in, how you, uh, like I said, like I said, who you really want to basically, uh, find a way to, uh, basically trust. Like, like I said, it's, it's basically who you want to believe in. So who's who? I mean, do you believe Selena's story? Do you believe the WWE's version of the story? You really don't know. Yes.
3: Well, indeed, indeed. I mean, I mean, what should, I mean, what is your, what is your, uh, your personal opinion, let me yeah. pose this question. You, oh, very nice, Sponsor, That's very, very nice indeed. All right. uh, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this on, per, on, a, on a personal thing here, J.D., about this whole, this whole edict that Vince McMahon has put out about the third-party platforms. I mean, the thing is, you've got a lot of superstars, obviously, of course, even stepping up and even deleting them because, like I said, I think they'd rather, like I said, they're, I mean, is this is this, is this like saying that Vince, okay? You're not going, you're not going to take our, you're not going to take that part of our freedom away from
4: us and all that. So they, so they said rather than in a way, it, in a way, yeah, in a way, yes, in a way, I'll answer you, yes, in a way, yes, I think so because. I mean, what they do on their own time is what they do on their own time, whether it's good or bad. But at the same time, they should have known what they were getting themselves into. Had they realized what they were doing, yeah, I would have said, I mean, sorry about that. I would have said they would have uh, basically, they should have learned the rules. But at the same time, how sometimes how you just need to find a way to uh, pass the time, whether it's good or bad. I mean, you don't want to the into drugs or alcohol or anything illegal, but they think, oh, this is wrong, this is not right, because of what they've said in the past and what they said before, you know? I mean, here's the thing with Time with Vince. Vince is so not with the Times anymore. We've seen that so many times, however. It's so evident. You see more and more of it. Does he care? No. Does he care? He doesn't care about anyone. He doesn't give a, pardon my language, shit about anything but his own ego. He likes to stroke his own ego, however. He thinks, however, his shit don't stink. He thinks, however, he can do whatever the hell he wants and screw people's lives that way. I mean, it's it's coming to bite him more and more in the talk. I mean, he's like a certain person we all know, however, who right now is still not willing to, uh, let's just say, give up power, you know. And we saw tonight, of course, speaking about that person, we saw what he did tonight by letting one of the... uh, uh, well, security guys at the Homeland Security guys go. I mean, that was absolutely ass. I'm sure you heard about that, however, and if you didn't, I'll tell you who it was. It was um, uh, the Department of, uh, it says here, uh, da-da-da-da, da, 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 da. Where is it, however, um, where is it? I just saw it a second ago. He, 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 he fired someone tonight, I heard. But, um, oh, man, that sucks. Looking at this story about this one kid passed by cancer. He's 14. Damn. But all I mean, uh, like, I, like I said tonight. I mean, he he fired the top security official who spent weeks down the striking down the president's conspiracy theories about the election fraud, and that was Chris Krebs, He was instrumental in protecting U.S. elections from domestic and foreign interference, however. He fired him today in a series of tweets signaling out a recent statement he made about election security. And this is what he said tonight about this. The recent statement by Chris Krebs on the security of the 2020 election was highly inaccurate. In it that there were massive improprieties and fraud, however. Improprieties and fraud, yeah, including dead people voting, poll watchers not allowed into polling locations, glitches in the voting machines which change votes from Trump to Biden late voting, and many more. Therefore, effective immediately, Chris Krebs, however, has been terminated as director of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. First off, who in the hell do you think you are firing someone like that? Okay, just because you're president, you think you have all the power in the world, however, by basically sucking a lot of Mike Pence's cock, and your boys in the front office are like freaking... Rudy Giuliani, however, Musco Mitch McConnell, and Lindsey Graham, however, you can do whatever the hell you want because you're still president for another six weeks, or you think you can do whatever you want by firing people left and right because they don't agree with your bullshit and your shit don't stink, like this guy. Like the other guy a week ago, the defense secretary. You know what? You're going down as probably the most despicable, deplorable, and disastrous, and, uh, let's just say deplorable, and totally damaging president maybe ever in U.S. history. And do you care? Hell no. You're not giving freaking Joe Biden and his team any info in this whole pandemic thing, however, time and again. You're basically withholding information to them because you just want to hold out for the longest time. You still think you have a chance to get back into power and term for a second Four years. Well, guess what? The polls don't lie, do they? We've told this story many times over and over again over the last couple of weeks, Howard. He still thinks, Howard, he got cheated in Michigan in Wisconsin, in Georgia, in Pennsylvania. Well, guess what? Last I saw in all those states, most of those states, if not almost all those states, already said to him, you know what, Mr. President? Screw you. You don't have a shred of evidence. The only thing you think you have, however, is the proof. And you're trying to have these people like freaking Rudy Giuliani, like Mitch McConnell, like Lindsey Graham, however, and you think you have all this, however, basically, and you have it written down that basically that you got scammed out of the selection. Well, again, what did the vote say at the end of the day? Oh, that's right. It said 306 to 214. What? And that doesn't lie. And you still think, however, for the next, um, however, how many days? I mean, let's see here. I mean, we got literally a month and I'm looking right now. A month and 24 days. Okay, so that's uh, right now, what are we at? The 17th, right? Okay, so let's see, 30... Oh on so a second. Give me a minute here. 30. Okay, that's 13 as of tonight, 12 as of tomorrow. Okay, so 12, 45. Okay, you have – that's 45. That's 57. You're looking at another six and a half weeks with this bullshit. We're going into Christmas and Thanksgiving next week, however, literally, however, with cases on the rise again, and this is probably the worst it has been ever. You look at what's happening right now, maybe next week for Thanksgiving. They're telling people already in places like New York, in California, to close up shop in businesses, in restaurants, and basically stay in their homes just to play it safe, how you see there's almost a two hundred and fifty thousand at this point, if it didn't reach two fifty today. We're looking at maybe possibly as I said before many times over, we're looking at maybe possibly three hundred and fifty, maybe even four hundred thousand by the end of the year, if not by the new year. And does he give a damn?
3: No, he does not give a damn. Yeah, I mean, I, I even read, uh, I even, I even read here too. I think, I think, I probably, I probably got the, uh, the gist of the, uh, situation there involving the, um, um, the whole thing about the, about the director of Homeland Security. I heard a story via my Amazon Echo Dot here, apparently they got some news from CNN saying something about, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it said something about that they expect to have a smooth transition when Biden takes office in
4: January. What's, well, what's let me, and I'll answer you. And Fonzie would back me up, Justin would too. And if Tom was still here, he would do the same and anyone else who would back me. Again, we all agree to disagree on certain things like this among other things. This and among other things. But would we all agree right now has he handled this well and is he going to do a smooth transition? No, he's not. He's not doing it at all because he still thinks, however, again, as I've said many times over, he felt he got cheated. He got hosed and screwed in the election. Again, the numbers do not lie, however. You had certain states that you won. Yes, Florida being one of them, but at the end of the day, it was what the voting public felt, How They did not want to put up with your bullshit for another four years that what you have done over the last several months in office, Howard. Had this pandemic not happened, Howard, then as much as I hate to say this, and I really do hate to say it, though, he would have easily gotten back in office for another four years and we would be screwed even more. But what has he done in the last several months that has basically... Just wanted to basically change the attitude of the American people. Well, one of them, obviously, of course, is this whole pandemic issue. But not only that, you look at what happened in Michigan with the senator and governor of Michigan having her life run by these uh, total nutjob radical people. Howard tried to basically defend to kill her and her entire family and many more of her staff members as well and their staff's family, number one. Number two, you look at the George Floyd issue in Wisconsin back in August. That was a big headache, however, in a lot of ways. And, of course, the wildfires in California, Oregon, out the West Coast, however, and also the attacks on the McCain family. Again, he just continued to open his mouth off at certain things, however, that he should have just kept quiet on. Did he do that? No. You look at that interview he did with 60 Minutes, what was it, three and a half weeks ago, however, almost a month, less than a month ago now. He said in that interview, however, oh, I have proof, and he kept saying this whole time during his election campaign, at times when he was out campaigning, we're rounding the curve, however, we're turning the page, how we're going to get this thing under control. It's going to be gone in a few weeks. Okay. Worst a few weeks there, DT, or should I say douchebag. It's November now. Here it is, Howard. You said this a while back, Howard. I think it was at the start of this thing, Howard, early in the spring. Here we are now looking down the road, okay? It's almost eight months, if not nine months later, and we're still getting worse. This is the worst it has been since the whole part of the spring. I mean, for a while, it was starting to slow down a little bit here and there at times, but not a lot, but this is the worst it has been since maybe the spring, and it's not going to improve anytime soon, However, and that's the sad and scary part about it, though. But again, like I said, does he give a damn and does he give a shit? No, he does not.
3: Well, let me, let me also, let me also,
4: also point,
3: point this out as well. I've said this many, many times here as well, and Fonzie's already left us here for the night as well, so Fonzie, thank you very much for joining us here as well. But let me, let me mention this to you, and, and, like, I said, if you, and like I said, everyone has, a, I agree. has an option to agree or disagree with this part of what I'm going to say here. I'm going to go ahead and say it. That in regards to the situation involving the pandemic, my personal opinion, the one thing that they did do something at during when this whole thing got started, that that was going to help the American people. That did help the American people for a short period of time. And that was, of course, the one. the the, the, the other thing that, that's also been an issue, and that is, of course, this, what they call the what they call the Heroes Act. You know, the yeah. stimulus checks and everything like that mm-hmm. But here's what. Yeah. But here's what's happened. We have waited since that time for the second one, and for some reason, due to a whole lot of roadblocks here. Him, Pelosi, McConnell—all—all all these clowns are, like I said, they're just—they're just minding their own business, and they're just simply just, tell, just trying to tell folks here we're going to expect to have one here soon, hopefully here soon. Even the president kept saying something about, okay, this is going to be big. It's going to be a big one. I promise you, it's going to be a big one. And then, and then, mm-hmm. but, but still, what happens? Nothing has happened. My personal opinion here is pure and simple. If he would have come through with that, and, to wait, and knowing the fact that there's a lot of people out here that are on the verge of losing their homes, a lot of people have already lost their jobs, a lot of people don't have food on the table, it's hard for them to get around and all this up because of what's been going on here with this situ- current situation and all that. If he would have found, if he would have done something, like I said, instead of getting off his hind end and actually even went above and beyond, as I've always said, and I've and you heard me say this, I know he, he wanted to do things by the book the way it was meant to be, uh, as it was, of course, recognized in the Constitution and all that. That's all fine and dandy. I agree with that. I, I understand all that. But this is not a normal situation. This is an oh, emergency right. situation. He should have jumped up right there, right then, right away, and said, if y'all not going to do something, then I'm going to do something, and he should have done something. And you know what? That right there, JD, and like you said, you may agree with this, you may not agree with this. I don't like saying it, and though I like hear myself saying it, but I'm going to go ahead and say it here. Say it here now. If he would have, he if he would have stepped up and done something, done something here in this regard here to help to help so many people have been affected by this whole thing everybody technically has been affected by this whole thing he may and the key word here is may have had a chance in this election but he screwed him he screwed himself because he no, did no, not do what I'm
4: not going to do no I'm not
3: going to do, gonna, I'm not do let me finish let me finish if he would have gone above and beyond the above and beyond what they're calling for in the Constitution here, okay, to you know to take to take matters, he should take it, in other words, take it matters to his own hands and say, you know what, I'm not gonna worry about what you, but everyone else here, the like Congress wants, because Congress, y'all, not doing anything that I would, I would, would just simply, he would just simply, like I said, go go on out there and just put this whole thing into law get his treasury secretary out there to get something taken care of, get something done and all that. So that way the people will be a little bit more better off. They'll be able to stay in their homes and everything like that. And all that and all that, be able to buy food, put on the tables and all that. So we give people the opportunity to try to get some sort of work done in the face of all this, but no, he would have been, that would have made him a hero. And of course I know JD did that right there, that the words Trump and hero do not should, should be in the same sentence. But anyway, my bottom line here is pure and is pure and simple. If he would have done done something to get off his high and end and go above and beyond, like we said here, what, to what the government can allow, then you know that, and you know that people would have started looking at him as a martyr and a hero. And then maybe, just maybe, he would have been he would have been able to push himself above, if, even if it wasn't Biden, but was somebody else running against him. He probably would have had a chance to have a second term. No, he screwed himself. And furthermore. And furthermore, I'm going to say this, that the thing is, with all this going on right now, because everyone is, a lot of people in this country is officially recognizing Biden as the new president, officially recognizing that Trump is going to be out and all that stuff. Trump's not going to have that second term right away. Some people are saying, hey, you know, he may try to do it again in 2024. He is screwing the pooch on that right now by doing what he's doing. Or he's pretty much screwed himself out of the pooch. There's he screwed nobody
4: himself now. Because of, or, he, screwed, he screwed himself, and uh, you're right. But I will agree with you to that extent in some ways, but not a lot of the ways. The only thing he screwed himself on, however, was the comments he made and the way he attacked certain people and basically lied and screwed in the, 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 most of the people in, in their way, however, by putting them out of work, by putting them out of a job. Does he care again, like I said? No, he does not. He cares about one thing and one thing only, and that is M O. N-E-Y.
1: money
0: That's and not only
1: does it care about money you only care don't care you only not only needs to care about money he only cares about his damn self
4: exactly yeah Again, there was some there, there were some things he could have I mean, does he wish he could take some of those things back? No, I'm sure he doesn't care about that at all. The only thing he's, like I said, he made a lot of enemies in office, how? and he also thought he could make a lot of friends. Sure, there's some ways you can make friends in the political game. Not a lot of the time, if not most of the time. But at the end of the day, how? again, there were some things you just really should have just kept your big mouth shut and basically listened a little bit more. But again, they told him to, he, he tried. The only thing he did, however, for his weapon, however, and it's similar to what Nixon had in this case, however, because Nixon didn't have it in his time, obviously, was social media. He attacked people whenever he could, however, and certain people, however, that never agreed with his policies, i.e., John McCain, i.e., however, Joe Biden and his family, i.e., the Prime Minister of Canada i.e. Uh, other people, too. But again, at the end of the day, he did not care except himself. He thought, he thought, okay, I'll attack the guy from the Prime Minister of Canada. I'll attack the British Prime Minister. I'll attack freaking the French Prime Minister. I'll attack this and that. But no, when it comes to people like Vladimir Putin... And Kim John il his boyfriend, however, from Korea, who wants to probably do, like, start World War Three with missiles in Korea, and that, did he care about that and tell everyone, however, I'm going to try to basically control this whole thing? No, he didn't. He didn't give a damn. He did not give one iota.
3: Of course, exactly. That, that's, that, that, that's exactly. I mean, if, if, if you also don't mind me saying this here, here gentlemen I'm almost also say this in disrespect as well you mentioned you you mentioned you mentioned a lot of names here that a lot of people of course like I said are not too crazy with of course hearing about here lately and that is and of course guys like you like you said JD um, um, the, the one from Korea and also Putin and all and all them and all these guys okay let me let me let me also put it here let me also put it here in disrespect doesn't it sound like to to you but by you by we mentioning these names? Doesn't it sound like to y'all point blank that he is trying to turn America into another one of these countries like Russia or Korea?
4: Yes, yes, very much so. I hate to say well, this, i was that, that with my mom. Ma- I was telling that to my mom. Ma- my mom and I have been talking about this for oh god, forever and a day. Yeah, more no, and more you needs to be done. Every about Trump. Night you hear about it on the news.
1: Something needs to be done well, about
4: you this know. man. Yeah. I'm going to tell you too,
3: like what they're... they're, they're I'm sorry, go ahead, JD. Okay, I'm going to say, say one thing... Okay, Jay- you,
4: look, you look at the disasters in Louisiana, okay? What's happening with the hurricanes in the last... Like, literally the last six months or so. You look what's happening on the West Coast with the wildfires in Colorado, in Cl- Washington, in um, uh, uh, Arizona, like uh, the West Coast got and with those uh, very nasty, uh, like I said, uh, brush fires. You look what's happening now down in the Caribbean, however, again, with the hurricane coming. I mean, hurricanes have been coming for the last, literally, and Justin was back me on this too, literally almost the last since really July. It seems like every week or every other week, every week or so, or every other week for the last six months, we see news about a major storm break. Look at what's going on down now in like places like in Puerto Rico, in Nicaragua, Florida. I mean, look at what happened with these hurricanes in Texas and that within the last couple months and the damage they've caused, Howard. Again, does he care about this while he was out campaigning? No, he didn't care about it because he was worried about his damn ego and pleasing himself, Howard, and he basically brushed it off and said, oh, I don't give a damn about that, Howard. I'll worry about when the time comes. Okay, then you tell me about people losing their homes. You tell me about people losing not only their homes, their jobs, Howard, and their businesses have gone... Belly up power, not because of him, however, but because of the damages of these major storms, however. Again, at the end of the day, it's all about him. He does not care.
3: And 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 the and the men and, the, and the Justin brought up a very unique point here, JD. I'm sure you probably would agree uh, w- of course w- with this here about about about, about Trump here. I'm won't personally say this right here. that I bet you that that, that this is, hopefully they probably do this about several days before before uh, um, before Biden, of course, obviously, gets inaugurated. I hope and pray to God that they take Trump out in shackles. That's the only way you're going to move him out of that
4: fight. You, me, my, my girlfriend, you and I, yeah. I think yeah, you and me, hell yeah. and, and, Justin, and Justin would back that up, too. And I, would, I yeah. would applaud that, too. Yes, definitely. I agree. Because the guy... Screw everyone on his taxes. Again, look what he said on his taxes. He says, oh, I don't care. I'm paying $750 of whatever. Okay, that's tip money. No, I didn't say tit. TIP. T-I-P, folks. TIP. There's a difference between, uh, let's just say, Miss Melania, however. the plas- There's Melania, of course, the Russian uh, mail-order bride, if you want to call her that. And there's Ivanka, the stupid dingus star, however, and then, of course, there's all these other uh, freaking women who support this jackass including that one uh bimbo blonde uh, Kimberly uh Donald Trump's uh somewhat uh girlfriend but Don uh, Jr's uh, wife but uh, not only that uh what the hell is her name the press secretary she she she's a blonde bitch she looks like a plastic Barbie doll I mean, if you saw her, you know I'm talking
3: uh, about Matt, that's, what
4: that's it. Thank you. I can not remember her name. Thank you. Yes, she is so fake. It is not even funny. Her boobs are so fake. Her whole body in general <clears throat> is fake. She thinks she's all that and then She's not. She's definitely not. I'm sorry.
3: Let well, me tell you, you something, J.D. Trump, Trump
4: probably fitted the bill for a plastic surgery.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, of
4: course, no, no. You know, my mom, oh, yeah. my mom and I joke, about, my mom and I joke about that from time to time. We say the we said the same thing. We said the same exact thing you just said. Yeah,
3: yeah. But anyway, but like I say, you know what? The one thing throughout those four years, guys, that Trump's been in that White House. You know the one thing that really had did surprise me. One thing. Hmm. If you if he remember, if you remember, of course, the storyline they did on Raw one time when Donald Trump was what was was still around was uh, was um doing several storylines with WWE. I'm sure you remember what I'm talking about here. Now, I'm surprised that Trump didn't put didn't put a banner on top of the White House with his name last name on it.
4: <laughs> that
3: would have been the yeah. ultimate that's, 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 true. that's
4: true. That's true. Good point. Yeah I didn't think about that you right.
3: So 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 my, my my personal opinion here is is is, is 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 like I said that you know a lot, lot lot of people and we said this before the election happened did we not JD that yeah that 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 nobody if the, the true reality of it all is nobody and I mean absolutely positively nobody wanted to vote for either him or Biden.
4: No, because I they felt he, that they, I, no, 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 I'll go against you on that one. There were some people that were for Biden because they didn't want to put up with the bullshit that Trump had been spewing. But there are other places, like you said, yes, I will agree with you there. There are some places did not back Biden, but there are other places that did trust Biden because they wanted at least someone squeaky clean. And I'm not saying Biden has a few skeletons in the closet, because I'm sure he might have a few. But the thing is, they wanted to see history being made. They wanted to see, and not to sound racial here, the first African-American Asian minority woman, woman being the word here, guys. To step in as vice president, and we saw with our own eyes in Kamala Harris. And again, if people can't accept that, or Biden is the commander in chief and the vice president, then I have two simple words for you, and they ain't suck it. You know where I'm going with that.
3: Right, and, and and you know what? Now I will say this. I will, I will, I will be vocal about this. I know a lot of people that sometimes they. Well, you shouldn't say about who you voted for in an election. I don't mind saying that because, like I said,
4: I, mean, I don't either. I mean, I don't but, I mean, sometimes I don't mind either. But uh, before, but, I, go I, ahead. I'm, I'll, I'll finish my thought here in a minute. Go ahead. Okay. Okay.
3: But like I said here before, I didn't vote for either one of them because, like I said, I heard, I heard so much stuff about both and all that. I don't, you know how I'm trying to stay neutral and a lot try to take sides on anything. Okay. But, so that's why I even went for one of the other three parties that was running there. To the I think it was either the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, or the Constitution Party. I, I voted for one of them. I stay neutral in that respect, okay? Mm. Neutral is the key word here. But like I said, but I will agree with you on this, J.D., that yes, that is a historic moment. And that is something, if you really think about it, this country kind of really needs. You know, kind of a kick in the tail in there, and all of that, and all that stuff. We've seen it happen in the Supreme Court. We've seen it in. Uh, we've seen it happen, in, of course, like I said, and you know, I'm sure several, there's probably the first time several. Uh, we've had several African and and no disrespect to Justin, of course, because I, I respect all races. Okay, no offense to Justin at all, but but I that's why I always use the term African American. I don't use the other term. I say that because I say it with respect.
4: I'm just, that I'm we not saw one that always
3: respect. Yes. Yes. So, so I'm, No. No. You're fine. You're okay. So, and of course, and if you also ponder this, we did have our first African American president when Obama was president. Could we have the first one if something say, and lo and behold, I hope I'm not wishing this. Of course, if something ever happened to Biden, what would happen? That would be another historic moment. That, but it would, it, it would, not. But, but of course, I'm sure even Miss Harris would agree that that's not the way she would possibly want to earn it. Because, like I said, I mean, she she has already shown true respect here for what for what for what you know for what for, for what president is, and you know what, I'm not even going to use the word elect anymore. I'm just going to just flat out say so I think JD would would like this. I pretty much respect. Everything here that President Biden is is going to try to do for this country, yeah. and try to clean the mess that Trump, that or I should just call him uh, soon to be former president, dump um, has has done on our country. He has trashed this country. He has trashed yeah. it. Yes. yes, and right now it lays in it ruins, almost like apocalyptic war. You know, I'm talking about Terminator Two and all that stuff. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like to me. These last few months has felt just like what yeah. happened in 2. remember the opening credit right uh-huh. there that showed Yep. okay. That's what that's what America reminds me of right now. Okay. And like I said, I love this country. We all do. Yeah. And I hope and pray to God that, like I said, that Biden does something to clean it up. People voted Agreed. for him, they would him vote in the they buried, and I just hope and pray that, they, that he does not make them regret that decision. But, J.D., please go ahead.
4: You had something else to say. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no. You're right. You're right. I am was going to say you're right. Um, I do have a couple other birthdays to report very quickly and also a very special historical thing here on the stage. Of course, today is the birthday of legendary head coach of the Syracuse Orange Men, who is recovering, however, uh, due to COVID, of course, one of the more unique coaches in all basketball history, former Big East coach in Bayheim today turning 76 years old. Of course, a name Smith, of course, a member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, College Basketball Hall of Fame in 2005 and 06. He won the gold medal in Beijing, London, Rio, however, as an assistant coach, as well as the FBI World Championship in Spain with the team. 1990 and 2006 won the bronze. 2006, the FBI America's Championship, the Henry Ivo Award in 2010 as well, NABC coaching and AP. Nate Smith, Coach of the Year, ECAC Tournament Winner 1977, 10 Big East Regular Season titles 88, 6, 87, 90, 91, 98, 2003, 10, and 12, 5 Final Four appearances 87, 96, 2003, 13, 16, 964, and 399, and 28 in the Tournament NCAA Division I, 13, 8 in the NIT All Time, Claire B, Coach of the Year in 2000, however, USA Basketball National Coach of the Year, 84, 91, 2000, 2010, Four-time Biggie's coach of the year in 2006, won the John R. Wooden Legends of Coaching Awards. So, happy birthday to legendary coach Jimmy Bayheim! Today also would have been the birthday of Tom Seaver, the former New York Mets superstar. As we all know, he passed away, of course, this past August. He would have been 76 years old. We talked about his background before. Also today, the birthday of former Houston, uh, let's just say, uh, Cougar, the Biggie, Elvin Hayes, believe it or not, former NBA superstar. Who of course was an NBA champion in 1978 as well as a 12-time All-Star 69 through 80, 3 times first team, 2nd team 3 times as well, 75, 77, 79, 1st team 73, 74, and 76 second team, All-NBA defensive team 74 and 75 twice, All-Rookie team in 69, NBA scoring champion in 69, number 11 jersey, retired by the Wizards, a member of the NBA 50th anniversary team, UPI Player of the Year, Associate Press Player of the Year, and Sporting News Player of the Year, being out a certain Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Lou Alcinder in 1968, two time All American, 67 and 68, finishing his career with 27,313 points, 16,279 rebounds, 21 points per game, 12 and a half rebounds in contests, two blocks per game, 1170 per game, a member of the College Basketball Hall of Fame in 2006, attending uh, uh, Eula D. Britton High School in Rayville, Louisiana, today turned 75. He was drafted by the San Diego. Houston Rockets. He also played with the Baltimore Capital, Washington Bullets, and the Rockets of Houston. He was the one who stopped Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from having a perfect season 1968 slash 6768, I should say. But at the same time, however, he was led by Coach Guy V. Lewis, nicknamed the Big E. Happy birthday to him! He today turned 75 years old. Very special man indeed. Also on this day teller, 52 years ago, however, was the infamous Heidi game. The Oakland Raiders, of course, played the New York Jets. The Jets, of course, were up by three with two minutes to go. The Raiders scored 14 points when the game went off the air shortly before 7 p.m. that night, however. And, of course, uh, Heidi, the children's uh, movie aired in its network. NBC was flooded with calls, however, that night, of course, because the game went off before it was supposed to be finished. However, the Oakland Raiders scored 49 answer points in the final two minutes to beat the Jets, having given their last loss of the year, 43-32. But, yeah, the story was Heidi, of course, took over the NBC network, and a lot of people were not very happy about that, however. Also, happy birthday goes out to Reggie Wayne, who today turns 42, born in New Orleans, Louisiana, attending John Arrett, uh, Louisiana, Howard High School, going to the U of Miami. Drafted first overall in the 30th pick overall, of 01. he played with the Colts and the Patriots. Six-time Pro Bowler. And happy six, 40th birthday Mercedes Martinez. Yes, I forgot it was her birthday today. Yes, happy birthday to her. Hopefully she'll be back very soon. Very good point there, Justin. Thank you. Uh, he started 42 of 43 games in college, 173 catches, 2,510 yards, 14.5 yards per catch, 20 touchdowns, including 10 his final year. He, of course, was a first-team All-Pro in 10, 7-9, second-team All-Pro, receiving yards later in 2007. All biggies and a member of the Colts' ring of honor. He finished his career with 1,070 receptions, 14,345 yards, 13.5 yards, receiving average 82 touchdowns. Tomorrow, the birthday we will have of Gary Sheffield and David Ortiz and Warren Moon. Thursday, we will celebrate the birthday of former Philadelphia Philly superstar Ryan Howard and Brooklyn Dodger legendary great Roy Campanella. Friday, the birthday of Dabo Sweeney and Joey Gowey. Dabo Sweeney, the Clemson Tigers head coach. Sunday, or Saturday, we'll be celebrating the birthday of Troy Eggman and Ken Griffey Jr. And on Sunday, Billie Jean King, Tennis Great, will be celebrating the birthday. So those are just some of the birthdays coming up on the birthday list.
3: Oh, thank you very much, there, of course, there, J.D. Uh, on that note here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, <clears throat> of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, continue to, of course, vote for, like I said, who you think should win the NXT U.S. Halloween Havoc Championship. And also, who you think should be the number one contender? Of course, those those two polls are still going on here right now, as well as of course the rematch for the WWS Money Inc. Championship between Mitt and Shaq. Mitt is currently leading right now, and hoping to regain the title from Shaq. So, hopefully, like I said, we uh, we will of course uh, we will of course keep you informed about that here as well. Um, J.D., uh, you mentioned earlier when you came on something about a possible, um, about a possible, uh, special edition of Sports Machine tomorrow. Do you know? Yes, tomorrow
4: going? there is some talk. We could be having it. Justin, this is, if you listen to in case you're wondering too. Hopefully join us. Myself uh Shaq, Mitt and also possibly Justin will be talking about the upcoming NBA draft which will be tomorrow night, however, ladies and gentlemen. I might be on a little late. If not I'll be on Thursday, how of course big news tomorrow. I am finally getting I'm the taking new a break family tomorrow. member added to our family. Okay. Uh so I will be on with Mitt then uh tomorrow, however, hopefully around two thirty with uh Shaq. Uh like I said I will be back hopefully on Thursday. However of course the new family member will be coming to our house tomorrow uh, morning we're picking her up so we're very excited to say the least also I do want to express uh, a deep heart heartfelt heart, condolences to a very close friend of mine I knew a uh, good friend of mine in high school passing away suddenly uh, this past Sunday at the age of 43 uh, she will be laid out on Thursday unfortunately I knew her brother pretty well in high school too uh, I do not know exactly what happened I don't know if it was maybe with the uh, what's been happening with the COVID or maybe it was something else non-covalent. I don't know the whole story yet, but all I can say is uh, my thoughts and prayers are with her uh, family at this point. She's a very good close friend of mine. I had not seen her for a while, but when I heard the news earlier tonight, I was surprised. This is, I believe, the third or fourth member of my class of high school back that I graduated with uh, almost, believe it or not, it'll be 25 years uh, next uh, June, believe it or not, that I've lost. So this is the third or fourth member I've lost now. Very unfortunate.
3: Uh, yes, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to, to of course, to this individual. Uh, JD, we will definitely be thinking about that. That uh, was recorded forward there tomorrow. On that note, here, folks, like I said before, uh, just as a quick reminder here, we are, like I said, we will be, I will be posting the polls for um, the Survivor Series, Survivor Series matchups. Um, of course, as, as far as we know, the matches and whatever is listed on Wikipedia are the, the official matches. Um, I do not think JDD are planning on adding any more matches to this pay per view unless something else happens. Um, no, no so, so okay. Well, of course, you as you know, of course, as you said, J uh, Vince McMahon and a lot of your and a lot of these. Guys you have mentioned here, of course, for, of course, like I said, will take it sure upon themselves to no doubt obviously <clears throat> decide to put something on at the very last minute. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will of course be making a special announcement on Friday's edition of Revolution here. In addition to, of course, crowning the new Halloween Havoc champion and a new number one contender for that title. I will be able to officially let you know about what hopefully I'll be able to let you know about what we will uh, about about how, what we're going to do here in terms of, uh, um, <clears throat> of what we're going to do next for our prediction title challenge, which it, which it could be another tournament for another t- uh, another uh, championship. Uh, by the way, here, guys, after J.D., you heard me talk about this on Raw Radio yesterday, that <clears throat> and ladies and gentlemen, if you, of course, are listening, that I did, for a long time now we have not had an official special name for all those who take part in WCWS's uh, prediction title challenges, I have officially come up with some, with, a, with a brand new nickname. I actually did come up with, uh, come up with it uh, prior to coming on Raw Radio tomorrow. I mean yesterday afternoon, and that is and that is, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who of course take part in it officially become WCWS's trivia gladiators. I think that's a very nice nickname right there. So like I said, uh, regardless if it's like a one-time deal or if, it, if, we, do, if we do it every single time, um, like I said, uh, you are instantly a WCWS trivia gladiator. And, and, and the special announcement may may be, a lot, may be hovering around this what I just now mentioned, but we will keep you informed about this. Once I, of course, work out a few more little bugs here, hopefully by Friday I will be able to let you know something about that here indeed. Also, it may may be something pertaining to the Survivor Series Prediction Title Challenge. So be sure to listen in on that. On that note here, folks, I want to thank you very much for listening to episode number 912 of WCWS Revolution. I definitely want to thank the Iceman, Jared DiGeralmo. I also want to thank the Human Supposed Machine, John Gross, also, the heartbreak kid Fonzie, as well as of course oh, the right Soul back. Man, okay, Justin Lewis Fleming, <coughs> and uh, and of course I think uh, uh, while I was while we were I was talking here a little while ago, J- Justin did actually jump out of his chair and started dancing. I don't know why, but he just he just he, did. <laughs> <laughs> he knows I'm joking. Okay, he, he's, he's okay. Uh, But ladies and gentlemen, of course, like we said before. Uh, um, as J.D. did mention there obviously will be a special edition of WWS Sports Machine tomorrow afternoon uh, so be sure to of course check, check that out here I believe he said around I think about 2 or 2.30 tomorrow afternoon I'm not sure but I think that's what he said I'm not really sure but we will we will of course only be able to keep you apprised of that here coming up here uh, uh, sometime tomorrow we will make a post on on one of our pages also, of course, don't forget Outside the Ropes tomorrow evening at 630, 141 uh, 387 pound, and all, for Outside the Ropes. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, episode 913 of Revolution at oh, 9 back. o'clock, of course, uh, 138055 pounds Be sure to check out everything we've got going on here on Facebook here, ladies and gentlemen. Include everything from the Paper view Prediction Center page to the Video Vault even to, of course, uh, the uh, Sports Roundup, Entertainment Cavalcade, Game Show Alley, and Movie Channel. Uh, location of Animation, we've added some new, some some classic cartoons and some classic movies to both those channels. Also, of course, uh, my thanks to the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, to adding a, a wrestling-related uh, moment to our group, gaseous Affair. Uh, not too bad on that, Justin. Very good indeed. Uh, so, so check that out here, of course, here today. Uh, and also uh, of course uh, I wouldn't say it's to JD and Justin, but anybody who wants to visit yeah, that big page, shows <laughs> <in> burritos. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember that moment. <laughs> and of course if you ever if you ever visit that page, ladies and gentlemen, that's a fair warning. Make sure you have a clothespin on your nose because it will kind of reek in there. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, there you go. Uh but uh, also check out all our other pages and stuff here as well, as we continue to post different things here. Of course, here every day, like we said, the video vault has got matches, of course, pertaining to the Undertaker. Uh, some involved, moments involving Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Also, of course, we got some classic uh, matches from different Survivor Series, not just the Survivor Series matches themselves, but like actual title matches and stuff like that here as well. Uh, including, of course, Undertaker versus Yokozuna from the '94 Survivor Series. Oh um, yes. Oh no! Good one. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Oh, it would take you when it comes when it comes to that impression there, uh, Justin. Uh, JD's got that net, dot, net, got that nailed, got that nail pat uh, nailed down. So.
4: I still have not Of course, uh, that special. Although I will watch that probably this week. However. I'm, uh, there's one or two specials I haven't seen yet, but I know they're going to do the Stokehold podcast to uh, Broken Skull Association with The Undertaker Sunday, however, after the show.
3: All the, on the video vault, by the way, guys, I did actually post a video of several superstars actually dressing up like their favorite version of The Undertaker. If you get an opportunity, go take a look at that video. Uh, Lib Morgan, Bianca Belair, AJ Styles. Shinsuke Nakamura, a lot of them were dressing up just like um, AJ Styles even did did the Biker Undertaker, which was 100% excellent. So I definitely would recommend uh, going and definitely checking out that video. I watched it earlier tonight. It was pretty good. Uh, But it's on the video vault page if you wanted to go take a look at that. Uh, But check out all of our pages in WCWS here as well. Also check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows here, of course, here on TalkShoe.com. I do not say this a whole lot too often, but I'm going to start saying it here as well. Um, first off, episode, uh, I do believe it was 267. I think J.D. kept saying 66, but it was 267 of Raw Radio yesterday. Uh, but that's okay. That's fine. Those numbers do get, tend to get a little bit confusing. I got to hand it to J.D. one of his best. I got to say that. I'll say that on the air. Yes. One of his best there, indeed, there, ladies and gentlemen. J.D., of course, has been, been him and John, been at the helm of Raw Radio here for a long time. And, of course, with so many others here, of course, and even others have stepped in, including the King and W.O. Joe R.T. Smith, and, of course, myself has also stepped in to also take over to, to handle that show. Um, but still, like I said, it is still, of course, like I said, as, and, of course, we always show why it's referred to as the Monday afternoon tradition here in the radio network. So again, JD, my kudos, of course. Uh, great show here, of course, here as well. And continued and of course continued to set success. Continued sex. I mean <laughs> success. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, was, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll there, there, whoa, whoa. No, not right now, JD my baby. Look, look. <laughs> okay, no, I'm
0: good.
3: Anyway, uh, Jay, just go drink a Bloody Mary. Bring me a steak sandwich. Okay. Anyway, on that note here, uh, th- um, um, like I said, since uh, remember that now I know where I was at. Revolution Nine Twelve is a broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. <clears throat> uh, Folks, we will be to like be back here tomorrow. Tomorrow, of course, like I said, with a full lineup of stuff going on in here in the Radio Network. So be sure to check that out here as well. Um, and, also, and also, of course, like I said, um, uh, like I said, those of you who want to take part in the Survivor Series prediction title challenges, I will have the polls up here, of course, here momentarily on the pay-per-view prediction center page. So everybody will have an opportunity to, of course, like I said, get in on the action. As of course, it might be a big time moment here, of course, of what we will of what we will be doing. So the more people that, that sign up for it, the more you have an opportunity to, to get in on what will be the ultimate reward for being a part of the of this challenge. So be sure to check that out here. Of course, that will give you more info on Friday. For now, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCWS Radio Network. Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw here saying, Thank you so much for listening. I think JD might have something here to probably close this out. I do, out, I do indeed. Sure.
4: I do indeed. Yes, I'm getting get right now, so bear with me, you guys. Okay, okay. Here so we go. ladies
3: and gentlemen, and here ladies and gentlemen, here it is, of course, the out revolution
4: nine hundred and twelve all right hold on a second here we go uh let me just get the thing going here a second uh, okay. Okay. that's what she said okay, <laughs> okay. here we go we got it. okay i right. mm-hmm. killing
3: you right
2: A long time for this warfare. Now I'm going to have the unique oh, pleasure. No!